You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Washington State threatens fines and criminal charges against businesses that are violating the COVID-19 guidelines. Let's get into it. I'm Sean Reynolds. I'm your host of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. I also own Summit Properties Northwest and Reynolds Decline Appraisal. We got some stuff going on today. We got stuff. We got the state hammering on businesses for doing just that, businesses. Not criminal activity, but what is perceived as criminal activity during the Rona shutdown. This is from King Five, and I've got I've got like three articles here. I'm not going to read all three full straight through, but these all tie together. These are some businesses, and this is the criminal activity going on out there by honest business owners. What are they doing? They're trying to put food on the table. State of Washington is saying, "Oh no, 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 no! This is we can't have this." This is against the law right now. We're going to fine you. We're going to pull your license. All right, let's get into it. Restaurants, gyms, and other businesses flouting the state's coronavirus restrictions face losing licenses or being hit with fines and criminal charges. And I get this whole thing. I get that if you're a, an auditor, if you're if you're a guy with the um, with whatever agency goes out and does this, you're just doing your job. You have to follow your job guidelines. And if you see somebody operating business outside of current protocol, you got to do it. That's your job. If you don't do it, guess what? You're going to get fired. And I get that. What I am saying is this is ridiculous. All right, this is out of Olympia, Washington. It took the threat of criminal charges criminal charges to get a Linden restaurant to follow Washington State's latest COVID-19 guidelines. According to the state's Department of Labor and Industries, the Fairway Cafe, which had been offering indoor dining, went to takeout only after a judge issued a restraining order against the restaurant. So a bunch of people complained. Whatever regulatory body went out there and said, I think it's the um, you know, I mean, Department of Labor and Industries um, went out there. They probably looked at this company a handful of times and decided, oh, these guys are just way outside of the box. And then got a judge to issue a restraining order. Do, you cannot do business. If, I think I'd be in a totally different position if these people were actually doing some harm. But I don't really see it that way. If you don't want to get the Rona and you feel like the Rona is going to come from one of these restaurants, don't go there. Because none of these places have been indicated as super spreaders, have they? Because if they were, guess what? We would have this restaurant had XYZ number of cases, therefore we're shutting it down. We're not even saying that. All we're saying is that these guys are open. They are doing what businesses do, which is if they're a, food, if they're a restaurant, they're serving, serving some food. Maybe they're serving it inside where they shouldn't be. All right. But now they're up on criminal charges. This just seems absurd to me. Absurd. Governor Jay Inslee last month issued a temporary order for all bars and restaurants to offer only outdoor service or takeout after a recent spike in coronavirus cases throughout the state. Yes, we had a spike. Can we prove that that's from restaurants? No. And why is that? Because there's no data or science behind it. It's just in the governor's mind and in our state leaders' minds. We think that people sitting there for an hour, hour and a half, whatever it is, in close proximity, we think that that probably causes 
the transmission of the coronavirus. But we don't have any real data on that, do we? Because otherwise, we'd be reading about it. I would be reading about it now. Actually, I probably wouldn't even be doing this podcast because it would be a non-issue. It's like, all right, yeah, restaurants, they deserve, I mean, 45% of all the cases in the state of Washington can be pinpointed to these restaurants. All right, shut them down. But no, it's not. It's just, well, it goes to it goes to reason that the coronavirus, it gets spread by people who have been proven to be, have gone to work, have gone to the gym, and have gone to the restaurant. They all did those activities before they got the coronavirus. Therefore, it must be these places that spread it. We don't really know where it's coming from. We don't. No politician can tell you that. All they tell you is we're doing what we're doing based on the data and the science. Nonsense, I say, nonsense. A labor and industry spokesperson said hundreds of people complained the Fairway Cafe continued to offer dining room service. Ah, oh, oh no, that restaurant is open for business. Ah, oh, we need to complain. Oh, this, this is some bad news. We aren't going to go there because we're very afraid. We want to wear our masks of shame. We want to practice our social obedience and our civil obedience. We're going to tattletale on these businesses. This is horrible. No. Last week, the state warned the restaurant to go to takeout or outdoor service only. A, sp a spokesperson said that when the warning was ignored, the state went to Watkin County Court to get a temporary restraining order, which meant violating the order could result in contempt of court charges. Tell you what, how about, how about try this one on for size? How about the state actually go after the criminals that are destroying businesses just about every single night? How about you go after those guys and hammer on them who are actually committing criminal acts. These businesses, I haven't seen a single thing where they've done anything outside of the law other than the whole coronavirus, which is arguably, eh, you know what? You don't really have a ground to stand on. You think you do? Now we're shutting you down. Coronavirus, this is horrible. So silly. Other types of businesses are also getting warnings. So all of this manpower is going out on this kind of thing when it should be focused on something wildly different. Coronavirus is going to do its thing. It's going to spread. We know that. We don't really know if the masks effectively do much of anything against the spread. We think it kind of does. In theory, it should. But you can't tell me people wearing masks to their table, sitting with a group of people that they're around all the time. No, because if, if that was the case, if that was reality, again, I wouldn't be doing this podcast because it would be a non-issue. It'd be game over. Non it's, like, it's like saying when you put a match on gasoline, it catches fire. That's just kind of fact. It goes, that's just a fact. Well, we're not talking about facts here. We're just kind of coming up with conjecture of what we think might happen. And we're ruining people's lives and businesses in the meantime. Um, because it's not supported by the data or the science. The other types of businesses are also getting warnings. We've got tattletales out there. Snitches get stitches, you know? That's the kind of the that's the motto I go by. If you're gonna tattletale on me, you know what? Something happens to you, snitches get stitches. That's the law. That's the law. It's really not the law, and it's also not really something that we should be practicing. 
But I kind of run, that's how I run my life is that if I see somebody doing something bad, I don't know. I'm not going to probably tattletale on them. If it's wildly outside of the law, if it's really breaking the law and endangering people, but I don't see this one that way. And I guess that's where the big discrepancy is, is that other people say, oh, you're going to kill aunt whatever her name is. You're going to kill grandma. Well, grandma should be at home, not getting the Rona. Don't have, don't take grandma out to, to lunch or dinner. Other types of businesses are also getting warnings. The owner of Graham Fitness in Pierce County said he got a warning from the state taped to this front door Wednesday. He got a warning. So the state is spending money sending their guys out. Oh, we heard that you're open. Tisk tisk, can't have that. Inslee's latest restrictions called on indoor gyms to close, but owner Michael Nick has refused to shut down. And I've heard about this one too. Um, if I had a business in this position, if I thought I was going to lose the business and it was kind of like my last stand, all right, you can find me, you can do whatever. I'm staying open as long as I can because guess what? I've got nothing to lose. You've basically put me out of business. Here's what we're doing. We're staying open for as long as we can. Find me. Take away my license. Mm, okay. You're already effectively taking away my license by shutting me down in the, in the sense of the gyms because gyms have zero ability to generate income if they are not open. What's the state doing for them? Well, you might get a little bit of money. Um, you could get a $20,000 grant. All right. How much is rent on a typical gym? You're going to chew that up in a heartbeat, right? They can say what they want. They can put stickers on my door. And that doesn't bother me, Nick said. He's the gym owner. He said the state does not have the authority to order him to close. I actually think they probably do. We just don't like it. There's nowhere in the Constitution that it says that our rights can be taken from us if there's a pandemic that's killing less than 1% of our population. Is that the truth? Is it less than 1% of the population? It probably is. What do we have? 370 million people in the United States, and it's killed 270,000, somewhere in those numbers. Got a point there, right? But the state says enforcing laws keeps employees safe. Okay, so if we had a history of employees getting sick, getting the Rona at restaurants or gyms, I would agree. We do not have that data. Labor and industry spokesperson Tim Church said, since the businesses are licensed workplaces, the state has the authority to investigate situations where an employee's health may be at risk. What if they're wearing a mask? What if they're doing all of the social distancing stuff that we talk about keeping people safe, keeping people six feet apart, all that good stuff? Shouldn't they be able to open up their restaurants and do their business? Kind of think they should. Because at the gyms I've, I've operated during, at, during, during the Rona, they, they keep things pretty spread out. You know, you got to be on every other machine. You got to wipe the damn machine down. It's a pain in the rear, but that's what you do because you want to you want to keep the gym open. I don't really think it's a safety factor at all because guess what? I've been at gym at a gym where there is no mask wearing, not much in the way of cleaning down, and there have been zero cases attributed to that gym. I've seen the same people there day in and day out. And what has happened to all of us? Nothing. I've had the COVID antibody test. I've had a, uh, the, the straight virus test. Nothing. I'm Rona free. 
I've been there many, many, many times since the shutdown and worked out and worked out around a lot of other people. Guess what? Nothing. Nothing. It's a lot of fear mongering is what this is. Just fear. Let's sell fear down the river. Let's sell everybody else along with it. All right. So the state has the authority to investigate situations where an employee's health may be at risk or may not be. They're still going to investigate. So it should say may or may not be at risk. It gives us authority to enforce it just like we would if there was a large hole in the floor of a workplace and people were falling into it. This is a terrible analogy. There's no hole. There's no hole. These are businesses that are just basically operating like normal, operating like, ah, there's a pandemic out there, but, you know, this is what we're doing. It, you can't tell me that it has a direct correlation to employee health at risk. Because if you did, you would show me the stats, which you're not doing. It's a workplace hazard. We have the authority to cite and fine a business for workplace hazards. That's nonsense. We all know it. It's just that we think it might be a workplace hazard. We don't really know. We're just like, this is logical that this is a workplace hazard. Therefore, it should be shut down. Second article from King 5. Two Western Washington restaurants defy Inslee's COVID-19 indoor dining restrictions. One restaurant owner said he was protesting Washington Governor Jay Inslee's restrictions on indoor dining. Another said his decision was strictly business. Let's not make it personal, even though it is personal. We all know that. Strictly business. This, This issue really upsets me, and both of my businesses have been essential basically since the get go. But I'm just a big pro business guy. Um, it's what I am. So when I see other businesses getting the shaft, I kind of think this is something we need to talk about because it just it really annoys me. Olympia, Washington. Olympia, Washington is our capital. It is to the south of downtown Seattle by call it an hour, hour and 15. It's right off I-5. Uh, two restaurants have in off Interstate 5 opened this week for indoor dining in defiance of a statewide order. And this was to, as of December 3rd, so yesterday. The owner of Farm Boy South of Olympia reopened his dining room for customers Wednesday, violating Governor Jay Inslee's ban on indoor dining. I was up all night, owner Brian Robbins said, weighing the good and the bad. And the good outweighs the bad. This is what we're doing. Robbins knows that he could face fines or even lose his business license for violating the order, but he said he is willing to take the chance. We might shut down if we don't do what we're doing, Robbins said. Robbins said he was inspired to offer indoor service again after seeing Spiffy's Restaurant and Bakery in Napa Vine, just down the road, doing the same thing on Monday. Our employees are number one, said Spiffy's owner, Rod Samuelson. Samuelson, he would not be able to keep his staff of 30 employed relying on only takeout. He's got 30 people. That is a big, that's a, that's a business. He's got a lot of folks in there. And I've seen this guy interviewed and he's just, he's just kind of a, an older gentleman, just trying to do his thing, keep his people going. And when he's saying, you can't keep 30 people employed on takeout, I don't think you have to be a rocket scientist to figure out those numbers. You don't make any money on, on takeout. He said he thinks his restaurant is cleaner than other businesses that are allowed to have customers indoors. And let's back up one second. And, and what I mean by takeout is that when you 
eliminate indoor dining for all the people that are serving food, all those tips that they get that they depend upon not happening. And guess what? People don't want to do just takeout. People want to go for that restaurant experience, and that's just not happening. While it's a business decision, Samuelson also said he hopes to send a message to Olympia. It's a protest, Samuelson said. I love this part. It's a peaceful protest. That's what we're doing. It's peaceful protesting. Even the peaceful protesters, they didn't get hammered on. They didn't get fined. You know what? Those peaceful protesters, they didn't pull permits for what they did most of the time. If you ask, hey, do you got a permit for peaceful assembly? No. What's the state doing about that? Nothing. How come? Ah, because we've got a bunch of politicians that have double standards. How about all those guys who are not only assembling initially peacefully without a permit? Ah, we should find them. They should get fined. And then... Like an hour or two after the protest, they start walking away in their group and throwing bricks and rocks through windows and destroying ATMs and graffitiing business. That is actual crime. That's real crime. Real crime. You got, you got some real crime going on there. You've got people damaging other people's livelihoods in both instances, but one is actually a real crime. And I know I'm, I'm kind of splitting hairs here, but you see where I'm going with this? One makes sense. Yeah. Actually, the guys throwing bricks through the windows, let's put them in jail for like six, six months. Let's just take a chunk out of their lives and see if they go back to that. If you, I don't know, enact something where if you're peacefully protesting and then all of a sudden it turns into not a peaceful protest, you're going to do some time. Let's do that. But no, that's not what we're doing. Our prosecutors just let those guys go willy-nilly. But these other businesses that are literally just trying to put food on the table for their families and hold basically probably their life's investments in most of these businesses, guess what we're doing? We are kicking them when they are down. Let's find them. Let's tattletale on them. Let's, let's do criminal charges against them. I hope those criminal charges get tossed because if they don't, that's going to be even – that's going to be – Really upsetting. A spokesperson for the state's Department of Labor and Industry said the agency is aware of restaurants violating the governor's latest COVID-19 restrictions because there's a lot of snitches out there. A lot of people are like, oh, we need to be hunkered down and we need to be fearful. Uh, it's so annoying. You can tell that I'm just over the whole coronavirus thing. I just, I just don't care anymore. LNI spokesman Tim Church said the state sent the Fairway Cafe in Linden an order of notice an immediate restraint last week after the restaurant allegedly allowed indoor dining. Allegedly, we don't even know for sure. Uh, Church said business owners who blatantly ignore the governor's order may face fines or could lose their business licenses. That's, that's just, it's so annoying. Keep saying that, sorry. Snohomish County Nursery fined $4,200 for coronavirus mask violation. The owner of Flower World in Malt Maltby. Maltby is to the north of downtown Seattle by call it uh, a 30-minute drive. It's in Snohomish County, which is north of King County. And um, yeah, it's not far away, but it's kind of a whole world away. It's in more of a rural area, a lot more woods, a lot more acreage, a lot more farms. 
So the owner, owner of Flower World, and Flower World is this epic, big, I mean, it's a massive outdoor nursery. It's really cool. Owner of Flower World and Maltby told King Five earlier this year that he banned his staff from wearing masks because he believed they did more harm than good. All right, that's what he's doing. The owner of a plant nursery, a plant nursery in Washington State has been fined. Uh, we already read that. The Daily Herald reported that the State Department of Labor and Industries cited Flower World last week. Uh, and this is actually an article from August 2020. So this is kind of one of those in the whole sequence thing. These guys have already been fined a bunch of months ago. Uh, they got fined, la- fined in August for violating state guidelines intended to limit the spread of COVID-19. They're intended to limit, but we don't really know if that is the case. And aren't nurseries, for the most part, outside? I think they are. Even if they're inside, I don't know. Whole thing to me is just crazy. All right, so you got a nursery who got fined 4200 bucks because they are staying open, and they I, I don't think they were ever shut down. I guess nurseries are... Um, they were considered essential? I have no idea. 4200 bucks. That's a big fine. We're trying to convince people, oh, you got to wear those masks. You got to conform. Practice your obedience. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing, particularly here in the state of Washington. So I hope some of these restrictions get open, get, get, um, I'm not, what's the word I'm looking for? Get eliminated, reduced soon, but that's, that is wishful thinking. I think you got a couple more months of this going on because as the cases go on, guess what? It's the flu season and these cases are going to go up. We keep being told that hospital capacity is almost tapped out. How many times did we hear that before? And it never really happened. If I'm wrong, let me know. Let me know. If there's some data out there that shows me something else, but what I keep hearing is that, yeah, that's just basically a threat. I know doctors are working hard. I know nurses are working hard because they're taking care of all the cases. But that's their thing. It's, I think these cases are going to go on no matter what. But to pick the winners and the choosers of these businesses and then kick them while they are already down, I'm not okay with that. But we are a society. We've got to have laws. I get that, but I'm a pro-business guy, so I'm always going to stick up for the businesses. That's what I'm doing. And as I keep seeing more stories like that, I'm going to share them because I think people should know, hey, what's happening? What's going on? Why are these criminals who are actually committing crimes being set free on the daily And these other responsible citizens, you can't tell me that a citizen who has put together a business like in Maltby, a flower world, is really trying to do something harmful to the community. They're just acting out on their beliefs. They're doing a peaceful protest. The actual criminals who are doing the peaceful protest, which have resulted in $2 billion in damages to businesses around the United States, $2 billion with a B. That's with a big B. That's some peaceful protesting right there, right? How peaceful is that? That is actual damage. Put those people in jail, lock them up, take away a chunk of their life. See if they go back out and do that again. I don't think so. But somebody selling flowers at Flower World getting fined? 
What alternate universe is this? I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy. This is all nuts. This is great. You're going to see more and more of this because people are tired of this silliness. And I think they're just saying, ah, yeah, if you're going to shut my business down, I'm going to have to, again, if I'm going to have to close this bad boy down, I'm going out in flames. Find me. Do what you need to. Take my liquor license. Do what you got to do. I'm going to report it right here in Seattle Real Estate Podcast. That's what I'm going to do. Thanks for being here. Love to have you subscribe if you think about it. If not, thanks again for watching, for listening if you're on the podcast platforms. That's all I can say. Thanks for being here. We'll catch you guys in the next one. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.